today on Truths That Transform. On this Father's Day, I would like to talk to you about the father in the home, or more particularly about the godly father in the home. Public education is not neutral. What has happened is you take generations of kids and teach them the Bible is not the absolute authority that man determines truth and ultimately anything goes. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Rob Pacienza, Senior Pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy. Later on today's program, we will continue our series on five things the left doesn't want you to know, with an investigation of the impact of public education. And we begin this Father's Day broadcast with a biblical look at the crucial importance of dads to the life of a child. It's something our culture minimizes and even ignores to its great peril. Here's my pastor and mentor, Dr. D. James Kennedy, with his message, The Father in the Home. On this Father's Day, I would like to talk to you about the father in the home or more particularly about the godly father in the home. And in order for there to be a godly father in the home, it's obvious that first of all, we need to have a godly man. Now what is a godly man? A godly man is a man that knows God and a man who delights to do his commandments and to follow him. Now, Jesus Christ made it very clear that no man knows the Father except the Son and those to whom he will reveal him. And he said, no man has the Father except he that has the Son. Are you a godly father? Not unless you have received Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior of your life and surrendered to him and have been born anew with a new character, a new nature. If so, you are a godly man. Now, it doesn't take a lot of smarts to become a father. Uh, any man can do that. But it's very difficult to be a godly father in the home. You must, first of all, be a godly man. And secondly, you must very obviously, but today, importantly, you must be in the home. Because if there's one place where tens of millions of American fathers aren't today, it's in the home. It's interesting that 70% of the teenage criminals in America come from broken homes. 70% of the teenage murderers come from broken homes today. Yes, my friends, it's everybody's problem and there's a price to pay for everyone. And then there's another result that has recently come to light. It's been revealed by the termites. Now, I'm not talking about the little critters that crawl around and eat your houses, but that's a name 
that's given to a group of 1,500 young people that were chosen 85 years ago, approximately, by a Dr. Terman for a longitudinal study. He chose 1,500 young people, approximately 11 years of age, out living in California, to study their lives over a long period. Now, he is long ago, ago dead. Uh, they chose for themselves the name of termites. But they have been studied by others who have continued this longitudinal study to discover what affects longevity. And they have examined these people every way forward, backward, and sideways, and they have discovered one interesting fact, that children of broken homes live on average, male or female, four years less than those who come from homes that are not broken. Just a private matter between you and your wife? Think again, my friend. If you're going to be a godly father, you've got to be in the home, and you've got to stay there. The best thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother, and that is very, very true. The vows say, forsaking all others, I'll cling to thee alone. Take thee to be my lawfully wedded wife. And tragically, there are many men today with roving eyes, with the uh, tidal wave of pornography titulating the senses all around. I think every man needs to guard himself. He needs to guard his, his eyes and his ears and his thoughts and his body from sexual temptation, forsaking all others. And we don't need to get out on the edge of the precipice and just sort of play around with temptation. We need to stay as far away from it as we possibly can, flee temptation. But if you're going to be a godly dad, you need to forsake all others with heart and mind and soul and love your wife. We're to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for us. You know what the word husband means, husbands? Comes from the two words house band, a band that goes around the house to protect it, to provide for it, to take care of it, to nurture it. This is what a husband is supposed to do. And then lastly, we're to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Gentlemen, God places upon you, upon the parents, and particularly the the fathers, the responsibility of educating your children, rearing them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, seeing that they receive a godly education. They're not going to receive that in our public schools, if that's where you're sending them. In fact, they're not going to receive much of an education at all, I'm afraid, today. Fathers, it is your job to see to the education, to the godly education of your children. And you need to spend time yourself teaching them the things of God, reading to them the Bible, teaching them to hide it in their heart, to memorize it, praying with them and for them, leading them to Christ as Savior and Lord. All of this is involved in bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and spending time with them as well. It's interesting that what children most remember when they grow up about their parents is not so much what they said, but what they did with them, the time they spent with them. 
Father, are you spending time with your child? Does he experience that love? Does he see the love of Christ in you? Does he see the sincerity of your faith? Does he see you in the word of God in prayer? Does he see you spending time with him? What a precious privilege it is that God shares some of his prerogative as creator of life with us, gentlemen. The privilege of being a father. But zip! Five years have gone and they're off to school. Zip, zip! They're away to college. And then it's that long walk down the aisle and they're gone for good. How fleeting are the moments that we have to be a man, to stand up and shoulder the responsibilities as well as the privileges and the joys of being a dad. Dr. Kennedy saw the impact that fatherlessness would have even decades ago and in an age now when more than 40% of all children in America are born to unmarried parents, the problem has only grown much greater. Sadly, leftist social policies have helped encourage fatherlessness and broken families, which has been a major factor in parental indifference in the rearing and education of children. All this month, we are looking at five things the left doesn't want you to know. Today, we take a closer look at the detrimental impact on our children of public education. The American people are so fearful of the government and they forgot to be fearful of God. And where the left is leading us now is anything but safe pastures. Public education is not neutral. What has happened is you take generations of kids and teach them the Bible is not the absolute authority and ultimately anything goes. Cultural Marxism is everywhere. Uh, Anti-Christian teaching is everywhere. Critical race theory is a tool in the toolbox of the Marxists to divide our nation. We first have to pray and God will do his part, but that doesn't mean we can sit back and not do our part. Public education was always the idea of in loco parentis, that parents are, you know, maybe too busy uh, working in, out in the fields or whatever it is, or, or trying to take care of little infants. And so they're gonna, you know, farm out the education to someone that they pay uh, to teach what they would teach if they could. Um, but when the government gets involved, obviously it begins to pull away from the original purpose. And so now we're living in a time where people in the federal government, in the Department of Education, have an insane idea that somehow what the parents think and want doesn't matter. When you start acting like the government's going to take that over and we don't care about what the parents think, what the families think, you think, you realize things are utterly out of order. These aren't, we always talk about these children. They're not someone else's children. They're our children. They're not somebody else's children, they're like yours when they're in the classroom. The first thing I think the parents across our country need to realize is that uh, you are responsible for your children. The school system doesn't own your children. Psalm 127 describes the children as his heritage. 
In the Word of God, parents are admonished to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That means we are to impart a biblical worldview to our children and upcoming generations. And so parents should be able to speak into the classroom when they have concerns about what's going on, and we're seeing them do that. And so we're seeing more and more teachers step up too uh, to try to stand with parents uh, for the betterment of all kids. So I have been teaching for 27 years, uh, the last 20 in Loudoun County Public Schools. And I've never had any issues teaching in Loudoun County Public Schools until a couple of years ago. Really started to notice a shift in the culture of the school system and the direction they were headed. And they were really starting to pursue policies that were ideological rather than educational. And it started with their um, equity, diversity, and inclusion initiatives, which we all know now is really just code for critical race theory and very radical gender ideology. In Oakland, California, Fremont High School has created a transition closet so students can lie to their parents about their gender identity. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. I'm mandated to affirm any child who comes to me, any student who comes to me, in whatever gender they want to identify as. The gender policy said if a student's parents are not on board and they are not supportive of the child, you are not to tell the parents. We essentially are being told to lie to these parents so that these kids now are, are living a double life. What the left doesn't want you to know is that this indoctrination within the public education system is the radical left's abandonment of what we might call a regular curriculum and exchanging it for a race-based, gender-fluid education system that is all about sexualizing every subject for younger and younger students. I never thought that we would reach this point where I would say that public schools are a danger and menace to our society, but we have reached a point in time where the teachers associations, the teachers unions, they have become so politicized and they are pushing an agenda that's designed to corrupt our children. Even in kindergarten, uh, they're teaching them about sex education and that body parts feel good when they're touched. And they are grooming our children. In New Jersey, we have had a seven-page um, transgender policy that was passed in 2018. And that policy basically says that parents don't even have to be told by the school that their child is coming to school as a male and is now expressing themselves as a female, wants to be called by a female name, wants to use the female bathroom, etc. And teachers cannot let the parents know. Your government is saying children don't need to tell their parents what they're telling the, the teachers at school. It's no longer a team effort. Education is something separate from the parent. And the parent is now a custodian of their children, not the guardian of their children, not the one who guides their children. Nothing takes um, childhood innocence away faster and is more destructive than exposing children to graphic sexual information. They have got it down pat, how to indoctrinate and mislead your child. This is recruitment and it has to stop. And the only way it can stop is with parents. One of the things that people have realized, and it's something we've been saying all along, is that public education is not neutral. And that's one of the big things that people need to understand. 
uh, for a lot of people, they get they think, oh, you know, uh, they've thrown God out, the Bible out, prayer out, creation out. Now they're neutral. No, uh, now they're imposing upon your children a religion. It's a religion of naturalism, which is atheism. What has happened is you take generations of kids and teach them the Bible is not the absolute authority that man determines truth, and ultimately anything goes. But anything goes except the absolutes of Christianity. And the educational system is the best way to impose these ideologies and values because it's the only system in the United States of America where 98, 99% of its populace go through somewhere from K through 12. You know, there's no other system in the country where that happens. So we had this one mother who was convinced that what I was saying was a bunch of hyperbole and was not right. She goes into the library, finds the book, then comes back and writes to us and said, it was worse than you said. Then she goes to the librarian and says, um, first of all, I want to see if my daughter has checked out this book. And the librarian said, well, no, you don't have a right to know which books your daughter actually checked out. And she said, yes, I do. I'm the parent. And it's that kind of mindset that is out there today, which simply says, no, no, we know how to educate your children. We know a lot better what your children need. Go to the libraries and take a look at the books that are there because the American Library Association isn't your friend either. It's any material at any time, regardless of age. That's their policy. And every school library is generally a part of the American Library Association. They will refuse to take Christian books, but they will put these books in because this is a religion. It's a faith-based assumption. And the only way we can stop it is with parents. We're dealing right now with a generation that has more mental health issues than we have ever seen in history. Depression, eating disorders, gender dysphoria. And so if I can't speak to them in truth and honesty about what's going on in the world, about culture, about their own um, you know, issues that they're struggling with, then I'm crippled to really be able to help them and impact them in their lives. Well, guess who has to pay the price, the medical price, the emotional price, or something else, if that damages the children? The parents do. The number one thing we have to do is reclaim our children right now because um, our children are being indoctrinated in their schools with these philosophies, which we've never had before. And if people don't step up and take action and say, this will not happen, I will not uh, fund uh, schools uh, that are not teaching what I want to be taught, I will not send my kid to those schools, Parents have to understand things have gotten really crazy and we, we've got to take this seriously. Have the gumption to say, you know what, they're not your children, they're mine. And we are going to rear our children in nurture and admonition of the Lord and not cede them to a source of instruction that is directly hostile to those objectives. We cannot give in to um, the cancel culture, the woke culture, um, the social justice culture, you know, the anti-racist culture, the CRT culture. No, it's God. It's God. It's God. It's either God's word or man's word. And the foundation they're getting in the secular education system was man's word. More and more people are waking up to the fact, wait a minute, they've got the wrong worldview, and you've got to start to rebuild that right from the foundation up, right from God's Word, beginning in Genesis 1 to 11, which is actually the foundation for everything. Sometimes the mentality is, it's gotten so bad we can't change. But of course, as Christians, we, our hope is in Christ, 
and in all of the uh, biblical principles that we adhere to. We know that he is on the throne. So that is the, the uh, hope that we have. There is hope. This is a big ship to turn, but it is a ship that we can turn for sure. The Lord has not abandoned me. He has not abandoned our children. He has not abandoned our public schools. We have tried to push him out, but he is there. And he has said, look, you are here for such a time as this. Hi, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. As you have just seen, it is a sad fact that the cultural left has been using our public education system to fill our children's minds with woke nonsense. And often parents have no idea it's even happening. My dad, Dr. D. James Kennedy, started his own school in Fort Lauderdale, Westminster Academy, because even 50 years ago, he could see what would happen to our culture if secular authorities educated our children. This kind of clarity is vitally important, and it's what my dad wanted to pass along to other Christians through his ministry. That's why we put our energy and our resources into programming like this. You just saw a portion of our brand new documentary special, Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know. And we'd like to send you that full special on DVD as our thanks for your generous donation to help us stand for truth and defend your freedom. Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know investigates the impact of leftist policies on crime and lawlessness, open borders, inflation, and more. It features expert commentary from Eric Metaxas, Erwin Lutzer, former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum, and many more. This timely documentary has just been produced by our team, and we'll send it to you as thanks for your generous donation. And if you're able to give a gift of $100 or more, we'll send you that DVD plus the book, Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer by Susie Federer. This is one of the most popular books we've ever offered. And so we have newly published it in a beautiful hardcover gift edition featuring beautiful illustrations and breathtaking stories of God's miraculous hand at work in the settling, founding, and preservation of America. Your faith will be stirred and your hope for America's future will grow as you discover the amazing works of God in American history. Our fiscal year ends at midnight on June 30th, and in a pivotal election year, the voice of this ministry proclaiming the gospel and applying God's word to key cultural issues is more important than ever. So please, give a generous gift to help us meet our financial obligations and surge forward into the second half of this year with the ability to produce crucial programming addressing critical race theory, the Supreme Court, election integrity, and other vital topics. That's the brand new DVD documentary, Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know, as our thanks for your generous donation. And the DVD plus the beautiful, newly published gift edition book, Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer, in hardcover, as our thanks for your generous donation of $100 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. On Father's Day, we honor our nation's dads, yet we also recognize that there is a serious deficit of fatherhood and of male family leadership. 
On today's program, you have seen the vital necessity of fathers in a culture that has deemed them to be optional. And you've also seen the negative impact that many of our public schools are having on our children. So what does this call for from you? Well, dads and moms and grandparents, you have a mandate from God to see to it that your child receives a Christian education. Unfortunately, that is no longer possible in our public schools, where God is excluded now by law. The book of Deuteronomy gives us the Bible's education imperative for our children. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. Many modern Christians mistakenly think that God is one subject that can be simply taught alongside other subjects where he's irrelevant, like math, science, English, and so on. But this is a deadly misunderstanding. God's word tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is no wisdom that can be gained apart from the foundation of God himself. The book of Ecclesiastes addresses this in a powerful way, which too many Christians sadly overlook. Considering all his work and joy and striving in wisdom, Solomon writes, Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and a striving after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. Under the sun means, from a secular perspective, without God. Searching for life and meaning and purpose under the sun, from an earthbound perspective, is all vanity. For decades, children in school have been taught implicitly, if not explicitly, that God is irrelevant to anything truly important. And the results are all around us from rampant gender confusion to rising crime rates to an epidemic of diseases of despair. So we must recognize that God commands us to thoroughly teach his word to our children in every sphere of life. That means second, that we will have to make educational choices for our children that may require sacrifice. In Jesus Christ, we live and move and have our being. So Christ is essential to a proper understanding of every school subject. We cannot truly understand anything apart from God. Some of you may choose to send your children to a solid Christian school. Some of you may choose to homeschool. These choices are not easy. They can require alterations in career and lifestyle. But while God never calls us to live in a bigger house or take a better vacation or drive a nicer car, he does give this command. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Of course, there are many faithful, courageous Christian teachers in our public schools doing their best to stand for truth. And so thirdly, we want to commend them and pray for them as they endeavor to be salt and light in difficult circumstances. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. I think America right now is being the fool. 
by not paying attention to who is coming into our country, by not requiring them, like the sojourner in the Bible, to obey our laws and to follow our customs. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.